You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 167 of the Healthy Critters Radio on Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we focus on why label reading is so important. The critter of the show is the Mille Fleur d'Occle Bantam Chicken. Critter Nutrition focuses on Biostar's new Hedgerow Pronto supplement. In Coffee Clutch, we ask, what attribute does your horse or dog or cat have that you wished you had? Join us. I'm Tigger. And I'm Patty. And this is Coach Jen. Welcome back to Healthy Critters Radio. We get together twice a month and chit-chat about everything healthy and critter. And you can make the definition of those two things just as wide as you like, because it's a (laughs) free-for-all around here. Yeah. And speaking of (laughs) free-for-alls, this is the part of the show where we usually catch up on what we've been up to lately. And it's that Devon time of year. So is is that what we're catching up on, Patty? Yes, we are. Catching up on Devin. So yeah. let's let's prerequisite that conversation with which Devin, because Devin is the horse show grounds. That's the name of the place. Point. It has lots of horse shows at it, but this is the Devin. What's the name of it officially? Dressage at Devin. Dressage at Devin. Dressage at Devin. So um, have you been there? Have you been there lots? Have you been riding? Have you been spectating? Have you been eating the amazing food? Tell us. All yes. of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All of the above. Well, so, expound. Um, well, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, so my year, 33 years ago, 34 years ago, maybe more than that, my mother-in-law um, bought a box at Devon. And so we for 33 years or 34 years, it's got to be at least 34. We've been going to the same box. So, um, and it's a very hard thing to get like these specific good boxes. So I've got, I've got a good box. I've had my same box neighbor forever, which is, um, which is great. Every year I see her, it, um, it's, it's just, it's been neat because, um, you know, I get to show her my grandchildren. She's like, Oh my gosh, I remember when you were pregnant. It was just, it's just kind of a cool thing to go. So it's always, to me, it's like, it's, it, it always was the thing right before you went to Florida. It was it's such a great show. And um, unfortunately um, this year, it like literally we landed in Philly and it rained the entire time. Um, yeah. But you know, we haven't had any rain here. So we, we sort of like, I was like, look at that stuff coming out of the sky. But um, yeah, it was, I mean, it, and it was just, it wasn't freezing cold, but it was just enough cold. Cause you always have to, you know, one of the good things about, you know, the great rides and stuff at Devon is they have fantastic shopping. So, um, which, uh, I, I did a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did so you have to have I your box? Did you have, did you buy so much you had to have it shipped home? Cone of safety. No, I just wore it. I just wore it. <laughs> I just wore everything. <laughs> um, but I, and Tigger, I don't know how much you were able to watch. I mean, Tigger, of course, always watches the freestyles because, um, Tigger's, uh, quite a amazing freestyle designer herself. So, um, oh, but it was very, uh, well, she's the only gal I use. Um, but um, I, it was very lightly attended, which again, a lot of people, you know, I wondered if it was because of the rain, which can often happen this time of year. But um, so that was like kind of my first impression, like by attendees watching, um, I don't know how big the actual show was, but there wasn't a lot of vendors this year. Not sure why, but the ones that were there were awesome. Um, and uh, did Tigger, could, when you were watching, could you see that there weren't a as many feed. people? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went. Oh, my God. Oh, they gosh. streamed it too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But I mean, you know, it's always what the best thing about Devon, and this was it was an absolute bucket list for me, and I was very fortunate to be able to um, actually uh, 
compete at the CDI at Devon, you know, um, and actually it was the first qualifier for the Olympics the year in, in 99 and 2000. So when I got to do it, it was ended up being quite an anger show for me. Um, but it's just competing under those lights and it's just, it's just the most amazing thing, but you know, and so Friday night, the Grand Prix, you know, for whether you're doing the special or the freestyle, um, but Saturday night with the freestyles is, I mean, how do you even describe it to her? I mean, it's kind of, I don't it's know. It's always been generally special- really electric and exciting yeah. and thrilling. And the music just fills up because that arena isn't that big. I mean, it's a dressage yeah. arena, no. but yeah. it, you know, it's surrounded by the stands, the grandstand. And that yeah. really holds the sound in. It holds the sound yeah. incredibly. Yeah. And for those unfamiliar, Devon Horse Show Grounds is right outside the city. It's a very urban area. As a matter of fact, the commuter train tracks are about 20 feet behind the <laughs> Oval, which is the main arena. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just in the in the middle of a city block. I mean, it's in it's, the middle of a city you know, block. It, it's fifty years ago when the you know way way long ago it was in the countryside, but the city has Philadelphia <laughs> has moved out to meet it. So it does carry a unique flavor and character. And unlike most dressage shows in the United States, it is very well attended by spectators, even if the crowds are smaller some years than others. Yeah. Most dressage shows you go to in the United States, except for the maybe half a dozen or dozen or show a year, there's no spectators. It's just the competitors there. So it's a, a completely different atmosphere. And it's all, everything there is 150,000 years old. It's, yeah. it's practically yeah. an archaeological site. So it's really <laughs> cool. Now you said it rained a lot. Does your box, and now they have, again, very old school showgrounds. Mm-hmm. So they have yep. boxes. It's not just open grandstands. And Correct. those boxes are purchased and they they sort of get inherited you they don't come on the market very often so does your does your box have a roof over it no um but we i mean we're as you come up the stairs we're we're m11 and um it's it's exactly where it is yeah it's a great (laughs) spot because you can kind of you can see most most of the angles of where you are we're on the um on the old old side um, which had been added on to, I can't even, I don't even remember how long ago it was now. Um, but we did have to go sit with some friends that were under roof. Um, because you're not allowed to have got, umbrellas at Devon. No umbrellas. Uh, no, I don't think that's a thing. Really? Because back, back in the day, there was a big old sign, no umbrellas. Oh, no, I don't think that's a thing now. Oh. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know because every time it's rains, I just go up more. <laughs> no, I think I've but I think I didn't yeah, I see I any umbrellas actually. Yeah. I got to think about that. Actually. That's a, that's a, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I inquiring I minds need like, to know everybody. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you know whether or not you're allowed to have an umbrella at Devon, please write to Tigger, Tigger <laughs> at biosbus.com and let her know. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, that's just so funny. Cause I had not really thought about it, but yeah, but so, but, but one of the things that was pretty spectacular for us is, um, my longtime friend and mentor and and coach is Kathy Conley, and she does commentating for the U.S. Dressage Finals. And I had told her that I was like, "Hey, you know, we because we had all these great plans that you know I was going to get a couple clients that were going to qualify and whatever." And we're like, "Oh, what a great idea!" Well, then it was ungodly hot here, and I just didn't show. So you know, we just we were all like, "Yet yeah, last thing we will feel like doing is putting our horses in a trailer." Except when I did tell everybody it was cold, they they regretted it anyway. So I said. <laughs> you know, why don't, you know, why don't you come? So she came and sat in the box with us Friday night. It was drizzling. It wasn't pouring rain. Um, and she did commentary. So it was like, it, you know, we got to get her, got to hear all of her commentary on all the rides. So that was a lot of fun. And what was really super cool is she literally was like right there with all the scoring. Like it was just, it was super cool. Cause you know, she does all that for the U S dressage finals, which is really a lot of fun too, but it was just kind of an added treat. Um, so, you know, overall it was, it was, just, it was a great experience. Um, I always, I, I, you know, I, I will for sure pass this on to my daughter who is also a, a trainer. Um, she unfortunately didn't get to go this year, but it's just such a, you know, there's always been, don't you remember, you know, there was that time where they were just like, Oh, they're, you know, they're not going to do dressage at Devon anymore. And that was kind of a bummer. And I mean, a lot of what's cool 
is a lot of the Canadians um, will come down and do it. Yeah. And remember last year, oh gosh, what was it? it was Evie Strauser couldn't get in. So she had to have her daughter ride her horse. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. But yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of tradition, a lot of people that have always been there. And it's, um, you know, obviously a lot of the people that have moved down to Florida don't come up to do it. There's no reason to, but the people that are coming from the North, um, I always feel like kind of come through and, um, it was just, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just always a lot of fun. It's, um, just, it's just such an incredible atmosphere. And what's really fun is, you know, you can either buy parking passes or whatever, but a lot of people let you park on their lawn. Uh, Because there's little houses back there. And this one house that I've parked on their lawn for years and years and years, I got to talking with him and he's been there 11 years. And I was like, oh, do you remember the people like from fit? Like, you know, I was like 15 years ago, whatever. And he's like, oh, that's who we bought the house from. It's just, you know, it's just like all this history. So it's, it's always just a lot of fun to go to. And you know what else is a lot of fun? What's that? What? Reading labels. Okay. <laughs> see, see Tigger that what? you you may think that you were being sarcastic but I agree. Yes. <laughs> now, what what spurred the topic of reading labels? There's usually some some nugget somewhere that said I need to talk about reading labels. So, um a BioStar customer this week called me in a panic because a friend of hers had recommended a supplement to her and other people at the bar were telling her how great it was and da, 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 da. So she bought it, started feeding it to her horse and um, he started not doing so well. Uh-oh. I mean, within a day and, you know, hmm. s- sort of ulcery, colicky, but nothing full blown. And um, then she read the ingredients and he had a, a allergy panel done and two of his main allergens were in the supplement. There you go. Yeah. Read the label, people. Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing. I think people are conditioned to read the guaranteed analysis. Yeah. Oh. And, and that's, you know, on feeds, it's required. And on supplements that are labeled under the feed directives, this is where it gets confusing, guys. Mm. They will have a guaranteed analysis. It's required. But for supplements that are structure function, there is no guaranteed analysis. It's just ingredients. Oh, wow. I, I think... What happens is we get so locked into looking at protein, fat, um, protein, fat, fiber, three numbers. That's all they've, yeah. that's all that's people want to shorten the whole process yeah. of learning about what they're feeding their horse into three numbers. Yeah. And they don't, a lot of times on these feed, feed websites, you have to go somewhere else to get ingredients. So they'll have one tab that's guaranteed analysis. And you look at that, you go, okay, this is what I want. And you don't go to the next tab, which is the ingredients, because it's not that the ingredients are more important, but they're just as important as knowing what the protein, fat, fiber, and and NSC is. Yeah. And I think we can get so easily swayed by friends, by marketing, um, that this next supplement just sounds like the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we, we don't pay attention to the ingredients because I was on a website last night of a feed company that is selling supplements and they were so tricky in their ingredient listing. They, they didn't say what artificial flavors they were using. They just said that they added flavoring and they added stability uh, ingredients. I'm like, what the heck is that? Yeah, uh, a, a stabilizing ingredient can be any anything. Yeah, that could be any number of things. Yeah, and if you feel strongly that your horses should be consuming certain types of foods and not consuming other types of foods, that's an important thing. Yeah, and some some companies don't put it in 
their literature. It's only on the actual Correct. package, depending on because the, it depends on where it was manufactured. If it's a very, very large company, mm-hmm. it could be manufactured in one of many different places. And each individual place is maybe going to have different ingredients. So whenever you do Biostar products, do they have ingredients, guaranteed analysis, or both? And why? We do both on the website, even though it's not required. You can't, if you're a structure function supplement, you cannot have a guaranteed analysis on your label. That's a big no-no. I wanted to put it on the label because I don't have anything to hide. But, oh, Mm. no, they came down really hard. So, no, you can't do that. that. Interesting. Yeah. So, you put it on the website because you're allowed to and you want your consumer to have I want people to know. Yes. But it's not on the package because it's not allowed to be on the package. Correct. Now, the few products that we have that the American Association of Feed Company officials has approved as food, and we don't even want to go there because what they think is food and what I think is food is not the same thing. It's it's not the same definition. Nope. Nope. Um, But when we fit into their paradigm, then we can put structure, then we can put um, guaranteed analysis on the label. There you go. Now I'm gonna. I told you. I warned you ahead of time today, Tigger, that I would be quizzing you about things. I'm very feeling very Excellent. curious. Whenever you set out to develop a product, does whether or not it will fit into the um, corporate definition of food or supplement, the does AFCO, that play at all? No. 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 And in fact, the other group, which is called the National Animal Supplement Council. They're the ones that have defined structure function and they're, they're a very interesting group that we belong to that are kind of navigating the path so that supplement companies stay on the straight and narrow, which I really appreciate. So they've developed the guidelines mm-hmm. of what we can say and not say and not make mm-hmm. claims and not get mm-hmm. the FDA all pissed off. Yeah. yeah you um, don't want to make the FDA angry. No, no you don't. Yeah. But we Biostar definitely pushes the limit because we are what and the NASC considers a hybrid. We're food and we're structure function. And AFCO, the American Association of Feed Company Officials, does not consider food medicinal or structure function related. Got it's it. just food. It's just food. It's so we just walk, McDonald's. Tigger. Yes, it's just exactly. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. So so we walk this. We created a path. We're blazing a path, actually, because it didn't exist before Biostar started. Um, of walking in two different worlds with mm-hmm. food and structure function. Um, and that's why I get so. I mean, I'm just personally in my own life, I'm a label reader. When I go to the grocery store, I read the labels and I have a personal philosophy. If I cannot pronounce the ingredient, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Or I'll go do a Google search on my phone. But, um, you know, you should be able to tell a food and a plant um, from a chemical. And mm. I just want less chemicals and more food and plant. Yeah, that's that sounds like a, a very reasonable point of view. Give me an example of a a product that BioStar offers that does show its ingredients that someone might say, "Oh, I feed something that's supposed to address that problem that does not have good ingredients in it. We don't need to use everybody else's names, but the the let's pick pick we'll pick an easy one. Everybody in the universe has a supplement. A, uh, I'm going to use my air quotes. A joint supplement. Everybody's got one, but not everybody reads the tiny fine print, and not everybody understands what the ingredients actually mean. Because if you yeah. if you read the name of something and you don't know what it's proposed reason for being benefit is yeah benefit is mm-hmm. um why bother reading it maybe that's why some people don't bother to read it with we'll just use 
a joint supplement for an example, a BioStar joint supplement, pick one. Um, when I read the ingredients, what might I not find that you would very likely find in someone's who is using a lot of extra stuff or chemicalized or processed? sulfate. You're not going to find glucosamine sulfate. Why not? Or glucosamine hydrochloride. We don't use glucosamine. And and there's a silence. <laughs> Why? And I'm curious. Why, Why not? not? Why not? Yeah, right? It's- Why not? It's a common ingredient. Yeah. Glucosamine um, sulfite is mainly from the ectoskeletons of shellfish. Um. Glucosamine hydrochloride is completely chemically created. Didn't know The that. body makes its own glucosamine sulfate. That's how it was discovered. Uh-huh. So hmm. you don't need to feed it to them because they make it for themselves. Is that sulfate. how, is that kind of how it works? Correct. Well, there you go. See, That's an ingredient that when it. you understand what it is, you understand why it should or shouldn't be there. Hmm. It's not an ingredient I would use, that's for sure. And if I, what, where I focus on in joint support is less about glucosamine and more about circulation. So I go for um, a product we make that increases circulation. It drives the production of nitric oxide, which is the master circulatory molecule of the body. And when you have Hmm. all this vasodilation going on, that allows the body to deliver nutrients to the joints and the feet and all the areas in the body that need support. That's healing. That's how the body heals. So you're you're addressing the the entire body versus trying to, oh, I'm I'm only going to add extra for the joints because the rest of my horse is fine. I see. Right. There you go. See, interesting, cool stuff. Now, yeah. speak, speaking of trying to address something specific, I think it's time that we call Hedwig. And boy, is it tricky <laughs> to address anything specific with Hedwig, I, the I, world's I, only podcasting Pomeranian. Pomeranian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, Hedwig. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How's the world's only podcasting Pomeranian this evening? Thriving, you know. You're thriving? Well, I'm glad to hear that because a little bird told me that your servant, your human servant, went to Devon without you. And we wanted to find out how that went for you. How was your week? Well, you know, I had my other staff person, so really it went well for me, especially when it started raining torrentially. Why was I it? Just why was it? Myself, why was it even better when it was raining torrentially? Well, because it, I could be inside, and the human servant was drowning. <laughs> so the fact the fact that your human servant, your uh, first human servant, was perhaps miserable at Devon in the rain, and you were not. Ex- I see. So you now, whenever it rains torrentially at your Pomeranian palace, is it difficult to get the Pomeranian clan to go out and take care of business or are you happy to do that in the rain? No, we go outside just very quickly, efficiently. Mm-hmm. Oh, efficient. Just go right out, come back in. Mm-hmm. There you go. I see. And when your human came back from Devon, did you like a drowned rat? Like a drowned rat. Did you let your human know in a no uncertain terms that you were not pleased that you were left alone? Oh no. We said that we understood that she had to go and publicly fail. And that we understood that it was nice of her to go and do that without us. Because, you know, why should we be part of that nonsense? <laughs> and and was was your was your human servant utterly deflated and depressed when she came back? No, she was just more, um, have you ever seen, for example, someone who has spent several months living solely on adrenaline, anxiety, rage, and exhaustion? (laughs) Yeah, I see that in the mirror occasionally, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so what happens is she turns feral, 
and she sort of jumps at noises and you have to give her her space, allow her to decompress. She can really only speak quickly and she can only talk about stupid things for a while, but then she gets better. She's able, if she just spends a little time with us reading the New York times, her anxiety level oddly goes down, even though the world is ending. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. I'm glad. Hey, I'm I'm okay with denial. I'm fine with that. And, you know, I mean, I think the important thing to remember here is if you're going to be essentially bad at things and publicly fail anyway, you should probably just remember you brought this on yourself. That's a good point. Well, thank you very much. Always a compassionate response from Eddie. Yes, always. compassionate. One must take responsibility for one's inadequacies. Oh, gosh. (laughs) If you're going to publicly fail and then come home and be all whiny about it, you brought this on yourself. Don't bring your nonsense into my home. This is my home. You do you. I'll be over here laughing at you well, until you understand you brought this on yourself. Well, and for all our listeners, may I just point out, this is reason number 973 why I don't have a Pomeranian. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. There you go. Well, thank you very Thanks, much Eddie. for your insight. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. So we are at the critter of the show portion of our program. And I, of course, if you all have been listening in to us for a while, I've recently gotten into backyard chickens. And one of my original sets of chickens that I got was, a, and I'm going to kill the name, but I'm going to do the best I can. It's a Millie Fleur Duckle. <laughs> it's a bantam. Um, it's quite a beautiful chicken. I thought it was interesting to hear that you'd never heard of it, which because I feel like you've heard of everything. <laughs> but yeah, um, new one. so Tigger said to me, so what does the name mean? So this is really interesting. So um, it, it, it Millie means a thousand and fleur means flower in French. So it literally translates to a million flowers from an uncle, which I don't know what that means, but it originates the, the breed originates from Belgian. But it's interesting. If you look up the meaning of Millie fleur, you uh, will come across a bunch of kind of cool things. But one is that it refers to a background style of many different small flowers and plants. And they use it, you know, I guess in, in art or whatever. And it's kind of, if you look at the, 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 the bird versus this, you can see why they kind of came up with the name because they're very, um, very beautiful, very beautiful chickens. Um, They are, I was telling Tigger that they're just, it, that when I was reading about them and, and learning about them, like it's such a great description of what this little thing is. So she's, um, mine's named Tina Lanell after a friend of mine. Um, it's kind of a joke name and she's, uh, just a very small athletic kind of opinionated little thing. And this is kind of what she's like, um, completely captivating. They have tons of personality. Um, they're very, they're very curious by nature and chatty. Um, not like overly loud, but they're just very talkative. Um, however, the rooster can have a little bit higher pitch than a normal rooster. So that's something to keep in mind. But what they lack in size, because they're not very big, they certainly make up in personality. Um, they are, they're wonderful, interactive little birds. They actually make a nice little lap chicken. Um, they are definitely suitable for kids. They are very inquisitive and love to check out like new things. Um, I go in my um, little coop and she'll come over and um, sit on my lap. And, and initially she was a very, um, a little bit cautious um, when she was younger. And now she's just, um, she's kind of one of the first ones that greet me. In fact, I have a outdoor, a door that goes to the outdoor of their pen. And it's, it's got to be, I don't know how tall doors are, seven feet, eight feet. And she's tiny and she flies up there every day. And when I go to put all the chickens to bed, she's at the top of the thing, looking down at all the other chickens. Um, But they'll like, and they'll fly on your shoulder. They'll get on your lap. They're just really quite, quite cute. 
they are very good flyers. So if you decide this is the one that you want to consider, um, you definitely, if you want to keep them in a run, you would have to cover the run because they can absolutely fly out of it. They're very athletic. So they really make, they're a very great, perfect chicken for beginners. Um, they actually can even be an indoor chicken, which I thought was funny. Um, they're decent layers. They, there were some, some things that said they're not, that, that they aren't the best layers, um, but others that say they're like four to five eggs a week, which I consider to be quite good. It's a smaller egg. It's like a white cream, um, which is kind of pretty. They're very good for like baking. Um, the lifespan is about eight years. Uh, roosters weigh about 1.6 pounds and the hens come close behind with about 1.4. They uh, come in a ton of different colors, um, including like black and um, uh, golden mottled, which is, I think, what I must have. And they just have the most adorable, fluffy feet. And their faces are framed by like muffs and a beard. And when they <laughs> when they walk, their foot feathers sort of throw their feet out. They look like they're waddling like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're just, but I think, I think what I, I noticed about mine, cause they're about just about four months old now. Um, all of a sudden before she was always a little bit more skittish, but now she just comes and she greets me and she cocks her head from like to this, to this, to the side. And she's just incredibly personable. So I take her, this is one I would recommend hands down if you ever wanted to just get, you know, a fun one. And they're, you know, I got mine as hatching chicks and they were, I think she was $3. She's <laughs> not very expensive, but <laughs> no. they, they're just, they, they, you know what? They remind me of the French bulldogs of the chicken world because they're just comical and they're cute and they just, they just are entertaining and they're kind of like vocal and adorable. So I would <laughs> highly recommend it. <laughs> highly recommend it. So here we are at Critter Nutrition. And today I'm going to talk about Biostar's new Hedgerow Pronto. In May of 2022, I attended a CDI and open dressage show in Virginia. And while I was back in the barns, two riders talked to me about how stressed their horses were and how they weren't eating well. One horse had very loose stools. The other horse was quite gassy. I had some Zen Max with me, so I gave each rider some tubes to at least address the stress component. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great to have something to help address these acute and short-term GI tract issues. I met up with sponsored rider Jim Coford at the show, and we went back to his barn to see his horses. Jim is a huge proponent of Biostar's Hedgerow GI. He said his horses were eating well at the show, which he attributed in part to the GI tract support of Hedgerow. Stress on the microbiome. Animals, humans, and their gut bacteria have evolved to communicate and regulate one another. Psychological or physical stress can reshape the gut bacteria's composition, allowing more metabolites, toxins, and neurohormones to be released. Stress hormones such as cortisol and increased inflammation can disrupt the balance of bacteria in the gut. This imbalance affects appetite, behavior, performance, and mood. The brain-gut axis. We know the brain and the gut have ongoing communications with one another. An imbalance in the gut affects neurotransmitters, some of whom, like serotonin, are actually produced in the GI tract. A microbial imbalance will disrupt serotonin production. Likewise, mental worry or anxiety can affect the gut microbiota, setting off an imbalance in the GI tract of the gut microbes dysbiosis, imbalance in the gut microbial community. Studies in the last decade show that diet, stress, mood substantially influence which strains of gut microbes thrive. Low diversity of gut microbes is a part of this, this dysbiosis, as well as higher numbers of non-beneficial bacteria crowding out the beneficial microbes. 
dysbiosis can affect the immune system and increase the risk for infection or autoimmune disease. Healthy gut, healthy horse. Maintaining a healthy GI tract is paramount to sustaining health in horses. When there is stress and gut dysbiosis, excess gas, diarrhea, loose stools, watery manure, probiotics may not be enough to recalibrate diversity. This is because the toxins are are already flooding the intestinal barrier and mucosa. We need to bind the toxins and then provide active beneficial probiotic cultures to restore the microbial balance. Clay and charcoal are known as adsorbents. They gather toxins to their surfaces and bind them there. Clay and charcoal are not absorbent, meaning they don't work like a sponge. Biostar uses bentonite and kaolin clays in several different formulas. Clay is a good detoxifier for long-term use, particularly for heavy metals such as arsenic, lead, cadmium. Activated charcoal is a broad-spectrum binder that is best for short-term use or a quick detoxification because it does bind minerals. I consider activated charcoal the first aid of toxin binders. If I bring my horse in from a day grazing on lush pasture and I notice a very full belly, I will go with charcoal, not clay. If I bring my horse to a show and the horse goes off its feed, has excess gas or the manure has changed, I will go with charcoal, not clay. Hedgerow Pronto is a dual acting supplement that is a two-step formula. Step one, provides hedgerow mash consisting of speedy beet, with activated charcoal, includes fennel seeds and rose hips for digestion, pumpkin for prebiotic support, sea salt for hydration, and fermented turmeric to maintain a healthy inflammatory process. This mash should be fed separately from grains and can be fed with hay. Step two, hedgerow paste is a fast-acting oral paste providing the Ayurvedic body system balancer triphala with a spore probiotic, Bacillus subtilis, for other active probiotic strains, and MOS for the hindgut. Includes fennel and peppermint for digestion, reed, sedge, peat to support the tight junctions in the gut, pectin for gastric protection, and sea salt for hydration. Give the paste one or more hours after hedgerow mash for best results. Hedgerow Pronto is packaged conveniently so that you can keep it in your tack trunk or feed room for those times you need a fast-acting GI support supplement. Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da! So this, this, of course, creates questions in my little brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what made you try a two-pronged approach like this? How did, how did you say... Hmm, we need to have two separate steps to this whole thing because I've never heard of any other product that was designed to be used in a two-step process. Well, because I think when you're going to detoxify, that needs to be step one and trying to then add probiotics during the detoxification, it doesn't seem to me like a good idea. In, so the- in other words, I want to focus the mash on binding the toxins and getting them moved out, then resupporting the GI tract with active probiotics. So you're gonna you're hmm. gonna clean the bit with a little bit of soap and water before you polish it. Correct. There you hmm. go. Or more importantly, I'm gonna like scrape off the green slime on the bit um, before I even wash it. Aha, there we go. So hmm. is give me a couple of examples of when it would be appropriate to use the two-prong process versus just use hedra. What give me different scenarios there. Well, okay. First of all, the powder is going to take longer. It's got to go through the horse's GI tract, right? Mm-hmm. The pace is is quicker. Mhm. Um, so pace delivery is for really quick results. You're at a horse show, your horse, your horse is a little off. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, or, you know, you're at home, your horse has been grazing all day, comes back in and she's really, or he's really gassy yeah. or has that bloated and it's, you kind of want to address it. Yeah. A scenario that might come up in my little world is a new horse comes into the barn. will set Nigel off a little bit. He'll, he, he might mm. go off his feet and be worrisome and get diarrhea a little bit when there's a new horse in the barn. So yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah. perfect. And what the reason that I made the mash separate, you don't add it to the feed. It's really important because it does say that again, charcoal. Say that again. You never, you don't add the mash to your feed. Okay. It's a separate meal. It's only 12 ounces. I mean, it's a couple of bites and they're done. But because charcoal is such a strong adsorber, you don't want it absorbing other minerals that are in your feed. Ah, so you don't want to be putting your high quality ingredient food in there because it's going to. It's going to bind. It's the, going to bind to some of that as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. that makes perfect sense. So, is are there circumstances under which you would use the Pronto two part product more than once, or is it one of those things that you're going to use it once and then, like you're at a horse show, your horse typically. Um, is a little bit nervous. He walks his saw a little bit. He doesn't eat very well. He gets diarrhea all the time. Would I, is this product designed that I could use it every day? Or Absolutely. Is it one of, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's not something designed to be, a, you know, use it every day for 30 days. Got it. Then you would probably want to go with clay, but we're talking about something that is acute, you know, and that, short-lived. Okay. And short-lived. And okay, so, yeah. One of the beta test horses um, was in California, young horse. Um, and he was shipped from East to California to be in training with Sabine. And, you know, he got there and went, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And um, I sent the owner to um hedroprontos that were still in beta test and she gave the first one and by that evening the diarrhea was gone hmm. um and then she gave it to him the next day just because she wanted to make sure and yeah he was completely fine and interesting now there's hmm. one more thing before, yes before we get on to our rather interesting coffee class <laughs> repeat again the difference between why you would use clay versus charcoal because i think that's a serious light bulb moment right there really yes okay yeah i wouldn't yeah so charcoal is for immediate works very fast you know charcoal is the most used toxin binder in the world for poisons and it, and we talked in about hospitals this on, and vets yeah. yeah yeah we talked about char uh, activated charcoal Yes, the last episode. In September. Yep. This is not briquette charcoal no. from TSC store. No, it no. is activated is... charcoal. Go read on BiostarUS.com. Yeah, we have a whole blog on it. A whole blog on that. And then the clay. This is not the clay that you get in craft class. Is for <laughs> no. So bentonite, kaolin. Those are the pretty common uh, clays used for animals. That's a, a long term use. Got it. Or, at, you know, for a poultice, because right. it's adsorbent, but it's not the quick, oh, gosh, I really want to address this. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. So now we've arrived at Coffee Clutch, and the question of the day is, what attribute or attributes does your horse or dog or cat have that you wished you had? You go first, Tigger. Okay, well, the first thing attribute I wish I had was a paw or two paws. <laughs> I would like retractable hands that then become paws. <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's a Marvel character with that. Which <laughs> oh, one has the, little, the claws that come out? I'm not a Marvel Isn't that Wolverine? Person. Wolverine! Yeah. yeah, Wolverine. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I want so that. Funny. I yeah. want to have paws. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Patty? 
Well, okay. I might've taken this a little bit differently. Maybe not. Um, I, the first one I thought of was my Australian shepherd catch. And he has such amazing speed and agility. And I was thinking of him today. I was out, was trail riding a horse and, um, he was off, um, hunting, looking for deer poop, I'm sure. And I called him and it was like, I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything turn around so fast, like leap over things in a single bound and come running and sliding to a halt right next to the horse to the point where I was like, Whoa, you're going to get, and just like, I'm like that, that, like that, that little bit of joy that I just got to watch happened in like three seconds or less. I'm like, that's fast. Yeah, so, that is fast. That's what I, yeah, he, very fast. So you would like speed and agility. And, and agility, his speed and agility. Yeah, yeah. And I think I want pause. Now I want pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that. And I'd like to have retractable pause, just like ticker. Yes, yes, absolutely. We'll start a new thing. <laughs> okay. It's going to be all Jen? the rage. It'll be all the rage next Halloween. <laughs> yeah i was thinking that we'll be was, like, no not halloween i think it'll be the rage at, in the florida circuit in there you go oh yeah great yeah mm-hmm. they're gonna be like there they go you finish again. riding <laughs> and your paws come out there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so i see i didn't think of it from a physical point of view because now i have two instead of one well i have two too so okay well well the first the first one is the first one i thought of is I wish I had Nigel's stamina. He never freaking gets tired. Mm. Yeah, that's which a big one. Causes me a lot of grief personally, but <laughs> I wish I had some of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. That horse is that's never freaking tired. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's 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 one. Mr. Chill most of the time. You know, seventy nine percent of the time, oh, he's conserving his energy. He's cons- maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> maybe that is. You have to be chill more. Jen. I have to be chill. I like that, Tigger. Excellent observation. I will take it to heart. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. Um, the other attribute I really admire in my dogs is their forgiveness. Oh. Doggies are much better mm-hmm. at forgiving than people are, aren't they? Oh, so yeah. much better. And they don't hang on to Crap. stuff. They don't keep um, the luggage around. Nope. 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 No. And that's a good I, one. I think that is a real, that's mastery. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. What's your next one, Patty? Okay. Um, I, well, I have, I have actually two, so I'm just going to combine them. So my horse, Hal, and Burke. Um, my Burke other the dog, yeah, Burke the dog. Um, absolutely and truly, um, they just possess joy during the weirdest situation. Like they're just always very joyful. Like Hal is a version of Burke in horse form, and <laughs> vice versa. Like, you know anything about Australian shepherds? They, they, like they, they. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here impersonating them, wiggling their butt. <laughs> <laughs> and he smiles and he sneezes a lot, you know, and they, and they get like get in the shape of a U yep. kind of, or J. I don't know. <laughs> yep. They just do side. Yeah. And I feel like Hal does the same thing. Like they just have complete and utter joy and, and just in situations where, you know, most people would be stressed about something or whatever. And they just have complete and utter joy. So I'd love to have that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 Well, Tigger's first one made me think of the second one. Uh, Nigel's okay. a Nigel's a chestnut, and I'm jealous of his gorgeous red locks. He has the fullest, <laughs> oh, fluffiest, yeah. most beautiful red mane and tail. And wow. they're not just red. They're hugely fluffy and long. I have to cut his tail twice a year and at least six inches. Wow. Wow. Crazy. That sounds like a good dressage horse right there. See? Must have a nice tail. <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah and i'm I'm jealous of his beautiful red locks yeah i'll admit it yeah i don't blame you i lo- yeah i love i love chestnuts i love yeah don't blame you well my my third and final is um my youngest uh tribe member keen has now managed to be able to go from standing to in the air 
now at seven and a half feet. <gasps> oh, wow. It's, now, so explain to everybody who Keen is. Keen is an Australian shepherd yeah. who is really a pogo stick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he gets, when he is really excited, he will, from a standstill, launch himself straight up in the air. And the other day, yeah, the, the fence is four feet, and he was three feet above that. Air key. Wow. Unbelievable. And then he's up there, and then you think, okay, everybody, get out of the way. Because he has no control. <laughs> Who knows where he's coming on down? On landing. Yeah, it's it, that oh, kind so of funny. athleticism. And again, it's, it's the joy. Like, whoopee, I can't contain myself, so I'm going up. Oh, and that's I, so cute. I love that. I, I I wish we humans could express our joys more openly mm-hmm. than I think we do. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we, I think we become a, a culture that sort of finger points if somebody does something that's sort of weird. But man, I would love to be able to like, jump up in the air and go <laughs> yeah especially that high oh or i'd be happy with six inches actually yeah it's the landing that's gonna get me <laughs> I'm, telling, yeah, I'm, exactly, I'm happy to jump six yeah. inches in the air but that landing it's gonna be ugly <laughs> well Funny. if you have an attribute in one of your loved creatures that you would admire or love to have Tell us about it on the Biostar Facebook page. What's the Biostar Facebook page called, Tigger? Biostar US on Facebook. There you go. Yeah, Biostar US. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Well, this has been a great fun, ladies. And as I said at the beginning of the show, we we get together twice a month and do this. I think maybe for 2023, we're going to cut it back a little bit to once a month. And we are going to expand the things that we do on the show just a little bit. So stay tuned for fun new things in 2023, ladies and gentlemen. But in yep. the meanwhile, we will get together again in uh, about two weeks, huh? Yes, we will. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outlet your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging with your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go ringing with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. <laughs> <laughs>